Welcome to Art of the Float, where float centers thrive, a weekly podcast where we share our stories of starting and running our float centers while we provide insights and tips along the way. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Art of the Float. You can also visit us on artofthefloat.com to find show notes, links, pictures from every episode, all that good stuff. I'm your co-host, Dylan. I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon. I'm joined tonight with Amy of Float Nashville. Lance is out this week. He's actually literally at the float shack working for anybody who tracks along with us. He's been taking a break from the shack and now he is actually working at the shack to give his business partner a break which i'm sure is well earned for matthew his business partner and we are joined with brian tonight as well who is the other half of art of the float oftentimes behind the scenes although he's been on the on the pod a little bit more uh, recently and uh yeah tonight i want to get into the summer float challenge that the float shop did and basically just I just want to spill the beans on all the details of our numbers and all that stuff and uh, let amy and brian ask any questions they want about it and um, kind of give a post-mortem on it, just what, what I learned, what I'll do differently next year, all that stuff, or even if it's worth doing it all again next year. So um, I'm excited to get into that. I do want to let everybody know, for anybody who was following us from last weekend, uh, or excuse me, last week, uh, I did mention that Emily was going to uh, potentially be on the show and talk about tipping. Amy uh, and, and Lance were had a lot of very, very good detail-oriented questions about the tipping system we have at the float shop, and uh, because we have switched to allowing our customers to tip our employees, our, our flow facilitators. And I just didn't have all the data on that. So uh, Emily was not able to make it tonight, but I believe she'll be on next week and she'll be able to share all of that good stuff. So I'm excited to have her on. And, and actually, it'll just be really fun to have her back on the show as well. Uh, and actually, uh, Unsinkable is the book that she's written about floating and recovery from anorexia. If you, and bulimia, if you're interested in uh, checking that out, we'll put a link on the show notes here. Um, always good to have that book at your float center. In fact, I'd say it's essential. Uh, I, it, yeah, also it's just easy to burn through and read at your lobby. Let's see here. We have some new Patreon supporters. For everybody who's supporting us on Patreon, we appreciate it so gosh darn much. Uh, every donation that you make each month helps support the show, keep some wind in our sails, and we really appreciate it. So thank you, Warren Hardy. Really appreciate your support for us on the show. Jeremy and Courtney of Float San Antonio, thank you so much for your support as well. And the full name, name and name of the studio, I like that a lot. And Ogo Float, not sure the name of the, the people behind the scenes there, but Ogo, thank you so much for, uh, for your support. It truly means the world to us. Uh, patreon.com forward slash art of the float is where you want to go to help support us. Uh, we also have a link to it on artofthefloat.com. And uh, there a uh, I won't get into it a whole lot at the top of the show here, but there, there are other things that we're doing to um, basically when if you're giving us money, we really appreciate that and we appreciate you supporting the show. And we also want to throw things your way to make it worth your while as well uh, beyond the podcast. So let's see here. Oh, I also want to give a shout out to California Float Concepts, these crazy innovators that are making their first float tank, and uh, they'll actually be at the float conference this year. You know, they had a, I don't know if you call it like a beta testing, or what do you call it when you're still designing your float tank, but they had a model at the float conference last year, and it had quite a bit of buzz around it. It was uh, pretty funny to see there were uh, pictures that uh, I got to see and everybody was just hovering around this float tank because it has some really new innovative technology around it. So uh, I'm really excited. And again, I've, I've mentioned it before, but there are some, some cool things about this tank at the conference that I don't want to give away the surprise, but some fun stuff. So keep your eyes out uh, <laughs> for California float concepts, float tank there. Uh, I mean, dual pump systems, uh, 
really innovative filtration system that has uh, the water spills over the edges. It's a very silent float tank as well. It, it's really interesting. Check it out at the float conference. And also go to www.cafloatconcepts.com uh, to check them out as well. Oh, Amy, how are you doing this week? Doing doing all right. Thanks, Dylan. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long one. Yeah. It's been I'm, a long one. I am not surprised by that. You are you are in the you're in it right now. <laughs> I am in it and in it to win it. So, you know. <laughs> good, good. Um <laughs> That's my Amy. Nice. Yeah. But you know, in the throes of it all, and we've had some, you know, it's not been a normal week. Uh, my business partner, Mark. He ended up having surgery on Friday, which kind of throws a bit of a monkey Good wrench Lord. into the of weekend. Of course, of course. Uh, so Couldn't not just only, be straightforward. I, I know. Seriously. It's like, Mark, what is up with this? Can you not just like go drive yourself to work afterwards? You know, we don't have time for this crap. Way to inconvenience, but, us. inconvenience us, Mark. Jeez. And this the doctor, she was like, no, he has to go home and rest for several days. And I'm like, really? Seriously? This but man, with you know. Two or three monitors around him hacking into <laughs> right. Float Nashville and running things, right? Surely. But, <laughs> but the good thing is, well, I'm not only my Mark's business partner, but I, I take care of him. He's my basically my family, yeah. Um, yeah. my BFF. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, in some ways it was, it was tough because we were actually down a. Uh, an employee this weekend. Oh, God. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, there's a little running. Fortunately, Mark only lives about uh, 10 minutes from work. There's a little mm. bit of running back and forth. But everybody handled it beautifully, and I was able to take care of him. And, and I, I didn't oh. get a whole lot of rest, per se. Sure. But um, But it was nice to sit because he would sleep. He slept most of the time. And I could sit in quiet and get a few things done. And it was just a nice – it was a different pace. And it was it was nice to have that in the midst of – you know, starting the second flow center, which is kind of crazy right now. So you don't it, say. it felt like I know seriously <laughs> that happens. Right? I know it's a shocker, uh, <laughs> but it was nice to have the break in the middle of everything. It was good. good. It's good for me. Uh, and and Mark makes, oh. was great. It just makes me want to give a shout out to everybody experiencing burnout and like that where you just push yourself so hard. Amy, take care of yourself. You're going into such yeah. a busy time. I hope you take care of yourself as well while you're taking care of everybody else and your business. Uh, and you do. You remind yourself of that. You know, we're right now we enjoy having Sundays off. And it's like, I am going to uh, make sure that those Sundays we have we have family dinner together. We really and truly do rest on Sundays because we know nice. that this is we're living on borrowed time right now. These Sundays <laughs> off are only going to be happening for a few more months and they're done. So we are we are trying to grab onto everyone and really enjoy it and do some little things, little trips, little uh, niceties for ourselves that we know won't happen in a few more months. It's almost like a holy day right now. How, yeah. How random. That Sunday would how be random. holy. <laughs> in the buckle of the Bible belt. It's it's almost it's almost perfect. Almost spiritual. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> this is something new you're starting, Amy. That's cool. I know. There's no fortunately so far no no lightning bolts, so we're good. We're good. <laughs> nice. We're getting sacrilegious uh, here. We should we should probably I know, move so on. I should stop. Um <laughs> but you know, you always worry about that stuff in Nashville, so just saying. Right. But uh but yeah, Mark recovered easily and well. Uh but that awesome. was that was a lot of my week, and uh, like I said, it was it was actually I, I don't want to say it's kind of nice because you know my because Mark had surgery, but, right. but it was it was a little <laughs> bit of a break, and it was it was a pleasant thing. So thanks, well, Mark. Uh, Mark. Glad it all worked yeah, out. Yeah, right. Thanks for recovering so well, Mark. But also, I'm, I'm glad to hear you're doing well, Mark. Or yeah. Let him know yeah. that I'm happy to hear he's doing well. Absolutely, absolutely. And and, and if I may pry a little bit, how are things going with? 
Uh, well, do we say the name now? I mean, you've posted it on your... Yes, I've posted. So, yeah, if you didn't know, over on my personal Facebook page, I am doing regular updates. Um, they get a little rambly, but it's kind of... I try to make sure that I post things that are kind of normal, things that I remember from last time. It's like, oh, yeah, you think you're going to be on schedule. This oh. is not going to happen, you know. Um, yeah, so I, I've been posting quite a bit. Uh, but, yeah, uh, the name is Float Alchemy, which is a name we've had forever, and we've been sitting on that social media forever, and it's really nice to be able to put that out there. Um, it's beautiful, by the way. Aww. Some of those graphics are gorgeous. <laughs> I like, I saw the symbols, but then I saw uh, how you use the imagery within the symbols. Oh, my God. I got je- yeah. I actually, I genuinely got jealous. I was a little, Aww. like, a little pissed jealous. <laughs> like. <laughs> Now I want to. I want to cuss. That means I'm feeling passionate because I. Wanna... It looks good. It looks, <laughs> it looks really, really good. good. I was yeah. jealous. I am sorry. I'm I, I am jealous. Happy. That's great. You've um, done very did, well with that. He did a beautiful job, and I think I've said this before, but it's almost like he made those the branding so beautiful and so classy that it's like I'm not sure that I can live that. up to. I like we got to step up our game now. Um, you know, I told Mark. You know, our graphics are way too pretty. Can't wear flip-flops anymore because, you know, oh, obviously a God. person it, that has this kind of branding would not wear flip-flops to work. So, Hey, Brian, uh, <laughs> can you look online and see if we can get some gold-plated flip-flops? or like? Yeah, yeah I'll, the, the I'll check like... it out. There's, there's got to be some options here some... that'll work with the brand. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. Some, options. Uh, yeah. Mark's, Mark's uh, <laughs> some counting Gucci on you guys. Gucci slippers. Gucci. We got to get something. Don't tell Mark to abandon hope yet. We'll we'll find a solution here. Don't encourage him. There's got to be a workaround. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you know, once again, this whole I've I've said it in the past. When you find the right person that you're that you're working with, when you find that person, you know it, and they nail it, and it's beautiful, and it's easy, and it just flows into exactly what it's supposed to be. Um, So that that's been the good thing. But the hard part is, and, and I know. Wait, I just want to pause real quick and just ask, is it, can people send you a friend invite on that? Absolutely. Because like you're just spitting gold and you say that you're rambly, but like (laughs) I got my hands under my chin and I'm, I'm at attention (laughs) listening to everything you have to say. I love it. Oh, and I think my job is to distract you. I missed the last one live, but, uh, I I ask questions. They don't show up for like five minutes. Exactly. Like, what the F are you talking about, son? (laughs) What? So that's uh, my job is to just put a put a uh, stick in the spokes but uh, I, I encourage everybody to find Amy Grimes yeah. on Facebook and send her a friend invite because it's it's great tracking her progress I love your live videos and I, I I'm gonna get better about doing over an art of the float too and I I, uh, I need to because I know everybody's access there and you know sometimes you guys I have to admit I get a little shy you know this is <laughs> It's like yeah. kind of putting it out there. It's all my all my peers. Right. It's, right, it's a little right. rough, but I do need to do that and share. Um, so yes, feel free to join to uh, join cool. me on my personal Facebook page. It's really it's a business page at this point, and uh, feel fr- and lots of cat stuff. If you want to avoid the cat <laughs> stuff, probably just stay on Art of the Float. But um, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's I'm, I, I welcome that, um, and then I, you get to hear the stories. The crazy stories that I don't always share on right, here. It's right. I thought you just posted about Trump a lot because I have an auto blocker. Anything about Trump oh turns to cats. So I thought oh, you were yeah, just my... constantly Trump. Oh, you thought it was my. Yeah, you know, I have that filter too. Uh, Make America Cats again. It's a Chrome extension. Anytime there's a picture of Trump, it turns them into a picture uh, right. of a kitty. So exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you do not have that extension, you should run out and get it right now because it's the best extension ever. Um, but yeah, yeah, you would think I would. 
I was doing uh, nothing but posting uh, pictures of Trump. But no, it's true. Just kitties. Just kitties. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. That's great. Um, sorry about that. Uh, we'll we'll uh, leave a link to that in the in the. Oh, show nice. Notes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great. It's great. So uh, please continue. <laughs> yeah. So. This the latest. If you want to hear this, the latest issue. So I got to tell y'all, general contractors. Mm. We're in that phase right now. We need to find a general <laughs> contractor. So let me set it up for you. Um, in order, I have a loan. I've been approved for a loan, but Woo-hoo. before I can, uh, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's great, but before I can get my loan, I have to have a general contractor. Um, mm. Now. You can't get a general contractor to give you estimates and to, and to work all that out until you have your architectural work done and what they call the MP&E, which I think it's, um, I don't know what it stands for. I know it's plumbing, electrical, maybe mechanical, uh, the engineering type part of it. So I am desperately trying to get all my stuff done so that I can get a general contractor to give me a better estimate and then I can get my money. But in the meantime, I have to pay for, I'm paying for everything out of pocket. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling a little panicky in general. Not, it's not bad yet. Cause like I said, you, you expect this, you know, this is normal. Um, so we are starting to get some general, um, estimates from, ge- from our general contractors. Now to give you an idea of our budget and, and what we're looking for. When I was looking to purchase the building last year, I was going to pay $300,000 for my build out. Now, that $300,000 was like 60 feet of plumbing. Uh, I had to get a new uh, AC system, or a new um, uh, HVAC system, uh, a lot of ventilation. I needed a special ventilation system. So we're talking some serious stuff. There was a bunch of demolition involved with that. So my build out was $300,000 for 5,200 square feet. Now, as I'm looking for general contractor estimates, you have to understand right now that Nashville is in this major boom. We joke that our national bird, our city bird is the crane, because if you look at Nashville's skyline, there are cranes. There are over, it's like, how many cranes are there today? There's actually websites devoted to this. Wow. And there's like, you know, 19 cranes building these high-rise buildings in Nashville right now. So it's almost impossible to get a contractor because everybody is so overloaded with work. They, they give no crap if you you know, if you take their bid or not. So as we're looking at contractors, my first contractor estimate for a 3,400 square foot facility with no demolition, barely any plumbing, because we have so much plumbing in our space, um, no demolition, and actually there's a tiny bit of demolition. We're talking a five foot wall being pushed back one foot. Um, And just nothing but walls. 450,000 was my first estimate. I said, well, Whoa. no, <laughs> yeah. um, because my, my budget's considerably less than that $300,000. Um, the second person, good reason, to say no. <laughs> good reason to say no, the second person just came back with a new one for $602,000 oh estimate, Oh boy! which I said, oh boy. Uh, heck no. Actually, I didn't <laughs> say that, but I'm going to let that up to your imagination. <laughs> nice. And, um, all Liz, and Liz has been on the show before, my uh, architect yeah. and my real estate agent. She said, all she put on the email was, oh my. Uh-huh. Um, and funny enough, after that, she sent me his estimate. And it was broken down. And she says, notice that he's charging, he wants to charge you $10,000 for carpets. And the interesting thing is, there are no carpets anywhere in my facility or in the plans. Oh, None. Wow. Anywhere. No carpets. Brutal. 
but it's ten thousand dollars so what we're finding is they're so overwhelmed and they don't care Mm -hmm. that they're throwing out any number and hoping that i say yes which i could actually purchase the land and build the building almost for that amount of money so we will be saying no to that so it's it's frustrating um (laughs) i imagine so is it scary are it's a little scary. Well, so this is the funny thing. The first guy, the 450000 Mark, my business partner, went with Liz to the MP&E meeting, and they had asked Liz, you know, do you have a contractor? And Liz says, well, you know, we got this one from this guy named Jack, and she said his name, and Mark said, Jack, really? And she's like, yeah. Turns out he's a good friend of Mark's. <laughs> Of course. Uh, though, my business partner right? and Mark actually <laughs> trained his son in baseball. Oh, so earlier nice. this I know, crazy, right? <laughs> so earlier this week, uh, he actually came to our facility, our Float Nashville facility, and okay. sat down with us. And Mark explained everything. He's like, oh, well, this is not a big deal. This isn't anything at all. And he's like, I can give you a ballpark figure of um, $50 a square foot. He's like, but I bet I can get it down to $45 a square foot. <laughs> And anywhere between those two numbers is within our budget. Oh. So I'm like, he's like, I have to wait for the MP&E before I can give you this. Okay. But he is, uh, looks like he's going to work with us, and I feel oh. a lot better. I love that. I love that. I know. That. Isn't that crazy? It's funny that how, it how serendipitous. I yeah. It's like Mark knows everybody, and Mark's I, yeah. so great with people. And everybody, <laughs> Mark is this crazy hippie. But he, people love him, <laughs> yeah. and just he connects with people so easily. Yeah. Um, and I'm so thankful because I was, I was getting a little panicky. Um, so Jack is going to come back with some, with some uh, numbers for us. So oh, all so that cool. to say to yes, y'all, yes. if you get these crazy, outrageous things, mm. don't hesitate to call them, make a meeting, sit down with them, go over, mm. help them understand what it is you're doing because Jack, just looked at it and just they don't know what a float tank is so they they put higher numbers on it and by the way you are unfortunately fortunately i have a conventional loan if you do have an sba loan something to be aware of is um contractors hate dealing with sba Hmm. so oftentimes you you can expect to get higher numbers just because they (laughs) do tack on extra money um, because they don't want to deal with it yeah because they don't want to deal with the sba so just be aware of that i have actually had three contractors tell me that this past three, tell me that this past week and asking me what type of loan I had. They weren't even going to give me a, an estimate if I would have had an SBA loan, which I, I don't, fortunately. But So, yeah, something to keep in mind, little tidbits. <laughs> yeah, <say>. um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that that was my big adventure this week, a little scary moment. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it's getting better, a little easier. I had a little bit of relief after we had a meeting with Jack. And he seemed to get it, and his initial estimates were like, okay, I can handle that. Cool. We can do that. Uh, so Unbelievable. Yeah, it's good Unbelievable. stuff, but wow. things Wild. to think about, things you don't think about. Mm-hmm. And the hard yeah. part is, is I do have to pay everything out of pocket. I do have to pay the architectural fee. I do have to pay the MP&E fee. Even though eventually it will be covered by my loan, be aware that you may have to pay a lot out of pocket until you can get to that money. Um, and and that it's tr- really good to save as much as you can yeah was that true with your first build out it it was except to a degree remember my first build out we just bootstrapped the crap out of it Mm -hmm. so we weren't waiting for anything sounds more like (laughs) like what we did yeah it's kind of like with you know with the sba loan that's the reason why i ended up losing so much money is i had to spend that money to get to the loan so it's not uncommon 
have to put down a couple, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. Probably by the time we get the loan, I'll have put down 45000 or so. Mm. Um, now I'll get some of that back um, once the loan is in place. But, uh, you know, it's, it's tough and it puts you in a precarious situation. That's why when you're in this situation, when you're starting to build out, it's really one of the most, um, it's number one, most scary time, but it's also a very dangerous time as you expand because you can lose control of the situation pretty quickly. So you have to be super tight, plan for every in, 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 any incident right. and, and really be prepared before you do the expansion. It's a scary time, even when you are prepared, but even more so if you're, if you're not if you don't know what's coming. Right. The, the naivete and not, not being a little bit guarded and having a little extra kind of yeah. nugget. I mean, and the 30% number seems to be, even that seems to be a little shy uh, for people's like the extra, extra costs, uh, but ma- maybe yeah. a good rough estimate, but still it can go above that. Very, very true. Um, and, and usually people that 30% is great, but usually the people don't have that in cash right, right. up front ahead of time. Um, so yeah, save your pennies, make sure that you're ready and, uh, <laughs> try not to do it during your slow time during summer. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it That's out funny. there. Probably not the best thing to do. Cause when you look at what's coming in and what's going out, it's, it can freak you out, psych you out a little bit. <laughs> oh man. It, it, so funny. <laughs> Looking at the numbers, it's always such a funny thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, anything else going on with you this week? Anything else you want to share? Real quick, and I'll probably share a little bit more next week once we do this. We do take control of the building on August 1st. And because, yeah, thanks. It's exciting. I'm actually going to have keys and go into an empty building that I can't do anything in. Sure. Um, But I'm paying We talked about it. it. Running labs, painting one room. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Licking the walls. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, putting your tongue on the wall. You got it. Mark's tongue. Mark's tongue is going to go on the wall. Just saying. (laughs) Um, But, um, (laughs) yes. So it's it is a momentous occasion. Yeah, hell yeah. And uh, we want to use this as the launch point. So we've been planning the behind the scenes. How are we going to launch? What kind mm. of experience do we want people to have when they interact with us for the very first time? Mm. Um, how do we want to direct people? You know, if you have someone's attention, you want to maintain you want to maintain that contact with them. We don't want to just say, "Hey, look, we're opening a space. Hope to see you there." And then who knows? You know, if you capture, if unless you capture their uh, attention and their information in some way it's a lost it's a lost opportunity yeah. so we've been planning how are we going to present this what kind of experience are we going to give them um, we've decided in this case that we're going to push them towards an, the page isn't up yet but a one page front page and they can sign up for the subscription we're making it so the people who sign up the earlier you sign up the bigger nice. deal you get when we open the door uh, to give them a little bit of incentive to pass that around to get their friends in at the highest, the best deals, and in addition, we are we're creating a an email that goes out to everyone who signs up, and we're hoping to get a little interaction to start to get to know people. Mark and I are making a video to introduce ourselves to them, and that link will be in the email, and then we're asking some questions and asking them to hit reply, to and it'll come right to our email box, and we're going to answer everyone. So we're hoping to start getting that one-on-one interaction with people from the start. So cool. there's a few things planned, some live Facebook, some live Instagram. Nice. And oh, it's, it's exhausting. Right? We're having a photographer come in, do all those pictures and, awesome. you know. Awesome. I love it. So we, 
And yeah, so it's a throwback Thursday. It should be exhausting. That's great. Like, yeah. this is the one thing that, you know, the float shop messed up on. And I think a lot of float centers kind of stumble on is that pre-launch buzz and getting people's emails, all that stuff. And like, like what you're talking about, that relationship. Actually, let me ask you, are you using pixels for this? I mean, Facebook loves oh, yeah. Facebook Live. And if you're getting those pixels, you can just start mm-hmm. funneling those people who don't click on that Absolutely. email list and keep teasing them with, with stuff on yeah. when they're on online so cool oh That's sure great to hear you're using that. absolutely absolutely Excellent. uh yeah we have quite a few ways that we're gonna we're going to capture their information and keep and keep sending out mm-hmm. and keep connecting so cool yeah love it plan in place fingers crossed i love love hearing these updates amy it's yeah, so exciting thank you. i love seeing you guys expand it makes me very yeah. happy it makes no. me scared. Yeah, I was going to say, not, not seeing you so stressed out. But. It's, it's, you know what is easier? It's not, it's not easier this time. I'm handling it better this time. <laughs> because I know great. what to yeah. expect. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm hoping to give anyone who's listening. If you're expanding or if you're starting, if you know what to expect, you don't panic quite as much. Yeah. When these things happen, we wanted to start build out August 1st. Well, huh. guess what, folks? If we build out, start building out before September 1st, it's going to be a freaking miracle. <laughs> but I knew that. You know, you plan. Right, right, yeah. But, you know, I know better. It, yeah. It's all right. Aim, but aim it doesn't happen. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you always hope for the best because, you know, why why do anything less than that? What's it going right. to hurt? Right. Plan for the best or, yeah, prepare for the worst. Prepare for the worst. Plan. <laughs> yeah. Brian, you, the best. you don't own a float center, but uh, you did just get back from Alaska. Welcome back. How are you doing? Thanks, man. You it feel a little good. refreshed, yeah? Yeah, it was nice. It was up in, uh, up in Juneau uh, visiting a friend, and uh, it was great. And I went on some awesome hikes and scoped out the glaciers. And, um, it was, it the, was very cool. You're the techiest person I know who, who loves nature the most. You, you're on both <laughs> so far on each spectrum. I love that. Well, but, of course, uh, I, I got home to a, a box of a box of random hard drives a buddy had <laughs> sent me asking me to, like, pull stuff off of them. And I was like, man, I'll try. And then it turned into an all-day data recovery session. And I was like, uh, I don't, I don't want to do these a... types of favors. <laughs> it was, like, a little outside of my skill set. Oh, funny. A bit, bit different than hiking through ice caves, which yes. is the one picture I saw. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, it again, welcome back, and uh, um, I, kn- I know you're going to have some good questions for me coming up later, so I'm, I'm excited to, to hear those about um, about the float challenge, who, which you helped design with me, so we'll, we'll, we'll share that. But uh, I wanted to share a couple things here with, with my week. Uh, yeah. One is, like, not the best feeling in the world, which is with the float conference coming up, there's always pressure of, like, what the float shop looks like right now. And by all means, the float shop looks great. We get complimented on it, yada, yada, yada. But of course, uh, I got a complaint about sound in the float tank. Like I got a really well-written email, very positive floater. And uh, this person heard things from one of our float tanks. And it is nothing new that I'm not aware of. In fact, the soundproofing equipment that we're installing to help with one of the issues he brought up is showing up later this week, of course. Uh, But... um, so, uh, you know, that, that was just like, damn it. And, and uh, I just realized there's, like, you just start looking at things a little bit closer and like, oh, man, people who own float centers who are going to own a float center are going to be judging, you know, looking at your place and seeing that peeling paint or that, that adhesive that's just stuck on a door and nothing's there. And just like all these little things. And it's like, 
well, does the charm of it being in 1900s building carry us through or do we really <laughs> need to get that up to snuff? And so, I mean, you know, my, my true philosophy, and I, I've said it before, is just like, feel free to judge us. You know, we're an operating float center. We do well. Everything's good. And so, like, do do judge us. Do want to do things better. But also, no, like, we exist well with it looking like this, right? So uh, it's... um. It's a bit of a catch-22 in my head. I, I do find my, my head spinning about it as we get up to the float conference. But we also have plans for, like, extra licks of paint to come up here in the next couple weeks and stuff like that just to help help put Sandra and I at ease as the float conference comes up. <laughs> was, yeah. the, was the noise complaint from an upstairs tank or downstairs tank? Up, upstairs tank. Oh, yes. interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, never, never on a wood floor again will I will I build a float center. But um, not not that it, it can't be done. But um, yeah, especially with I mean, we just have so much going on at our our center. You know, we've got massage going on at different times, and mm. we've got therapy. And uh, not everybody understands volume the same as floaters. You know, so it's it's a little different. You can have signs up, but it's still it's still a little different. So uh, yeah, and. I, I won't get too into it. You know, when we start doing the construction on that, I'll, I'll uh, talk about it more and, of course, uh, post pictures and stuff like that of, of what we're doing. But, uh, yeah, the other part is something that I actually didn't even notice that we had stopped doing, which is when we upgraded our website, when we um, did a relaunch, we didn't launch our blog with that. So we lost, well, oh. A, just like all the SEO that we had <laughs> with uh, all of our old blog posts, but we just didn't have anything. And so I just kind of noticed that the other day. It just wasn't in any of our plans to, like, catch our attention or anything. It's just something that slipped through the cracks, which is so lame because even on the show, I've talked about how we've assigned our employees to write papers for the blog, you know, all this stuff. And um, uh, so it's so funny. We have, like, all this content. We have floater spotlights that we do. Uh, the most recent one that I posted, uh, so I did launch a blog, I uh, used a floater spotlight and didn't post anything about it just so that there's a little content in there. And then today I posted, uh, some college students that came through. I think four of them floated. It was written by, I think five students, but four of them floated and they wrote a paper on it. And so I posted that up on the blog and then, uh, um, shared it on social media and it's actually getting really good buzz. You know, like Facebook is like, Hey, you should pay for pay to boost this cause it's doing well. I'm like, Facebook, I'm, what? <laughs> you know, makes sense, Facebook. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, I'm just excited to have that, like anything to help SEO and kind of show your expertise in the industry so that people are going there and boosting your score is a, is a good thing. And of course, raising awareness, people spending time on your, on your site and all that stuff. It's so good. It's also very time consuming, particularly for new float centers. And it's been nice to be able to <laughs> put my feet up on the table a little bit and almost, you know, just kind of copy paste other people's work into our, our blog, into the, you know, uh, hosting site. And as mm -hmm. opposed to coming up with original content every month or something for, for this. So delegation, man, it's a beautiful thing. Um, not, not to say that you just nice. say, make it go and you walk away, like there's collaboration and all of that, but, um, not just completely depending on yourself for everything is great. So, mm -hmm. that's so nice. did you, yes. did you lose all your previous blog posts? We have all the content in gotcha. text form and we can reuse those and can you continue to drip those out? So yeah, we'll, cool. we'll have old fresh content to, to release. Yeah. And including old floater spotlights as well. And then of course our employee papers, which we'll have them do a start new ones here pretty soon as well. <laughs> so we'll have lots of new content. 
Uh, and then I've been using photos from so <laughs> from Float Collective uh, and our Patreon. So anybody who supports us at the $10 level gets uh, pictures uh, from photo shoots that I do. And I'm getting a little, little better with every photo shoot and getting better with lighting and trying to get different mixes in there of um, different styles of photography, of uh, different colors and expressions and angles and all that stuff. And so that's been really fun. And it's so great to have a blog post and you know that they want an image at the top of the blog post, your, your website does, and that's gonna be great for click-throughs as well. You don't just want text, you want a big old image there. And so when you have original content, if you have original photography up there, that is just gonna pop. Um, in fact, I'm proud of it. I'll, I'll uh, post a link of it uh, to uh, the website, to Art of the Float as well, just so you can see what we're doing. And again, improve upon it do do better add your own branding all that stuff like i strongly encourage that but it is cool that you get all this free content that only a limited amount of float centers have access to to use for your own uh, float center so it's great to just go what looks like somebody dealing with stress in a float tank and then just dip in and go okay i'm going to grab that one and then put it up on on the top of the blog as a, as a header image so or a featured image i love that mm. so the blog's back baby we're happy about that it's cool Nice, congrats. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so let's see here, the, the uh, Heroic Summer Float Challenge. It's, yeah. it's, uh, we're going to dig into that. Do you want to give a shout out to the Float Conference, of course. That's August 12th and 13th. There's also stuff on the 11th as well. Uh, I mean, heck, you can show up a week early and we got plenty of stuff for you to do. There's all, all sorts of float centers to float at. If anybody wants to show up early and get photographed by me, please let me know. Men in particular, it's hard to get men in the float tank to want to be photographed by me. I don't know if I put out a weird energy or what, but no. I need more dudes in there. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, and ladies, if there's a man that you're bringing to the float conference, get them in here. Come on, get, get them in the float tank. And uh, you can join. You can be my, my lighting person, too. Uh, it actually makes it a lot easier for me. So, uh, yeah, anyway, I am digressing. Flow Conference is coming up this weekend. <laughs> or, excuse me, coming up next month. Uh, you can actually go to flowconference.com now. They have the, the full list of all the events, all the speakers. Everything's caught up to date. Also, if you've already bought tickets, you've got an email from the float conference. This is actually really important. They need you to sign a waiver so they can photograph you or you, really it's use you in the videos. And I, I think they're kind of stepping up their video game this year and uh, need to be professional about it. And I think they might have done the same thing Float Nation. They can totally correct me on this. But uh, Float Nation did the whole documentary and then um, later had to find everybody who was in the documentary to get a waiver signed. And I think they're trying to get ahead of the curve on this one. Hopefully, uh, eventually, that'll just be built into the ticket purchasing process where you sign off on that. But for, for this year, please don't make them hunt you down after the conference because you know this is a big conference and Ashcon puts so much work into this don't make him hunt you down to get your signature please find that email sign it it'll take you i mean less than a minute it took literally took me less than a minute to do and that's just one less person he has to hunt down to uh to get sign off for for sharing the videos and all that jazz cool beans all right floatconference.com is where you want to go to check it out get your tickets don't wait too long man uh, they have limited space. So let's see here. We did the heroic float challenge. I've talked about this a few episodes now. Uh, and I, Amy, you asked last, well, I think you've been asking for a few weeks about some metrics on it. And yeah. I didn't wait until we were completely done, but as of the recording, what is today? The 25th, I figured we were uh -huh. far enough along that I could give you some good 
good raw data on on what we're looking at here, costs, all of that stuff. So um, you know, I love my data. You love your data, so yeah. <laughs> so ahead data. of the show, I asked you, what do you want to know? What would be valuable hmm. to you? So I'm excited for you to fire off questions, and Brian, I'm excited for your questions as well. Hopefully, I prepared the data well enough for you guys. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll see here, but. Just as a, I know if for anybody who's already listened to this, I apologize for the redundancy here, but for those who are new joining, uh, basically we did a, a float challenge for, well, the month of July, we did a float challenge where the more you float, the more you get, basically. First time that you float, you get all these coupons to uh, local restaurants and um, just, just local businesses around, um, uh, around the float shop. And you also get a kombucha. You actually get a free kombucha every time that you float. Your fourth float is free. So that's kind of the challenge part is getting to four. Uh, but then we have benefits all the way up to eight floats. So at the fifth float, you get a $20 float shop credit. At six floats, you get 50% off a massage. At seven floats, you get a $30 credit. So you get a total of $50 credit. And at eight floats, you get a 50% off spacewalk, which is float, massage, acupuncture, and a meal uh, between two of those modalities. So, uh, oh, and every time that you float, you're entered, entered to win a raffle to win a trip to uh, Brighton Bush Hot Springs just outside of Portland, which is very much in the same kind of feel of, of the float shop um, as far as like rest and relaxation recharge goes. So uh, that, that's kind of the general thing. The idea is kind of gamify it a bit, make it fun during that dry season when people aren't floating as much. And the upside is uh, they get to experience the benefits of floating that much more if they're doing the challenge. So it's been fun. We've got a poster up where you get to put a gold star. It is amazing how much people love putting a gold star up on a poster. <laughs> it takes you right back to elementary school. You accomplish something and you get a gold star. E literally everybody I've ever talked to has put one up, makes a comment about how good that feels. <laughs> so that's really fun. And uh, It's great. Yeah. And, and also, I guess one more... Uh, thing about the business side of it is it does encourage membership sign up as well because the cheapest way to float four floats in a month is to be a member and if at the end of july you want to cancel that's fine we don't have any cancel fees or contracts or anything like that so you can you can uh, jump off the wagon as soon as you want to so um i think one of the first questions you guys had sent me i'll just kick it off here was how many people signed up and as of today uh well as of a few hours ago we had 47 people signed up so uh Oh, Amy, I see you. Wow. I, yeah, I, I've got all excited. So are you still having people sign up? Because I've yes. noticed on your social media that you're still saying, you know, it's not too late. You can still yeah. jump I'm, on the bandwagon. I've, I've noticed that the people who started um, at the beginning of the month are the people who make it to four or beyond, you know, like or mm -hmm. just get more than one. I've noticed the people uh, further down the list tend to get one, maybe two floats in. But honestly we don't care right. necessarily like because it as one employee actually started saying it to people was it's kind of like it's like a customer appreciation like you come in for one flow and you get all these coupons it's really cool like you just get to experience the local neighborhood more and of course get a kombucha out of it so like and there's no cost for sign up or anything so it's just fun so yeah we still want people to sign up and and feel good coming into the shop so how much does it cost handing out all that free kombucha <laughs> you want to jump to cost, huh? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like as a, as well, a small business owner, it's like you know, yeah. it's you get kind of price price sensitive about things. Yes. And, and yeah, and kombucha. If you're selling, are you selling? Do you have it on tap, or do you sell? In, do you have individual bottles? We have individual bottles. And I can, I know how much kombucha costs here in Nashville on mm -hmm. the bottles. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So tell us. 
Well, guys, jealous you're gonna. If, if I was jealous about your logo, well, you're not gonna be as jealous about this, actually. But at least I've got something going for me here. Uh, so we, we we do trade with them. So we actually trade floats for kombucha, and uh, so it doesn't cost us anything except that because we knew that there was gonna be a surplus, uh, they worked out a deal of buy it at cost and get one free. Wow. So wow. they were literally 50 cents a bottle. <gasps> Holy moly. So wow. uh, we had 47 people come in, assuming they all took a kombucha, and they didn't all. And by the way, sometimes like I grab the bottle opener, and they're just like, nah, I'm good. I'm just taking this for the road or you know, <laughs> taking it for later. That's great. I love that. And so um, not everybody took one, but assuming everybody did, that's 46.50 right there. Is that Did I do the math right on that? I don't think I did. If we had 47. Oh, no, no. Oh, okay. You know what? I would have to back up because it's not just 47 people. It's the amount of times they floated. Right. Because so they get a kombucha every time, right? right. Uh, correct. correct. That's right. So let me back up from the cost a little bit. And I will say the total kombucha cost would be 46.50, which to me, drop in the bucket. That's <laughs> yeah, fantastic. No problem, drop in the bucket. Drop in sure. the bucket. And I've been chugging lugging myself, by the way. Woo. And I haven't earned them. I'm just taking them and drinking them. So... Uh, let me let me walk you through um, how many floats they had. I can't remember which of you asked that question. I think it might have been Brian, uh, mm -hmm. who who made it to four floats. So and, and yes. I'll tell you what, Dylan. One thing that might be interested for because I can see the information here, but it'll be kind of cool to to know what you gave at each for each float yes. at each level. Good call. And and yeah, and how how many people took yep on it, move from one float to eight floats, Perfect. see what happens. So. I'm going to back up and just say, I think traditionally, <laughs> traditionally with a flow center, there is no tradition with a flow center, <laughs> but what, what I've seen other people do, and I am inspired by float house as well, who does a really nice job of this. Uh, they, it's a four float challenge and your fourth float is free. And that's, that's just game over done. And I think that's great for people's attention spans, their uh, abilities and everything. I think that's great. And of course people can continue to float. Uh, but, um, the, the four seems to be the, the number for them. And uh, with that in mind, uh, let me tell you what you get at each level, and then I will. Or I already told you what you get, right? So, oh, did I not walk? No, you didn't. Go go over the reward levels. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. So the, the first business. float, you get a kombucha, and you get all the coupons to local businesses. At the second float, what, what which, do those coupons look like? Just out of curiosity. Uh, they're beautiful little business card style coupons with our logo and the logo of the neighboring business and uh, whatever the discount is on there as well. Uh, and with a nice water background as well. That has to do with our branding that we do on our website. Yeah. What, what kind of discounts are we looking at? Uh, Free drink, <laughs> half off? So Moberry, is, uh, they do acai bowls. They do 50% uh, off acai bowl, which I was really surprised by that discount. But, you know, if it's somebody who's a member, they're going to be floating there with some regularity. So why not give them a half off acai bowl and get them hooked? Because you do get hooked on those things. <laughs> um, Grasa did a, or a free uh, house wine. So if you go in there for some pasta, you also get uh, a glass of wine. I did take advantage of that one at one point. <laughs> uh, let's see here. A free drink at um, uh, um, Lila's, a Vietnamese restaurant. I'm trying to think of some others here. We also had kombucha. I can't think of the fourth one. Uh, but but I think you you get the idea yeah, yeah. of how the mm -hmm. discounts work. So um, on your second and third floats, it's a free kombucha, but no prizes during that time. It's your fourth float that you do earn. The, it's a free float. So thanks for spending so much time with us. This float is on us. Congratulations. You get a gold star. Uh, then for our extra credit 
floaters. Fifth float, you get $20 credit. Sixth float, and so that's a $20 credit to the float shop. Could have sworn I just said this. But sixth float, you get a 50% off massage. And eighth float, you get 50% off a spacewalk float massage acupuncture. And seventh float is $30 credit, yes. which brings it to a total of a $50, 50. credit if they mm-hmm. make it that far. That's pretty right. sweet. Which uh, pretty much covers your membership for a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, nice. Let's see here. Yeah. So we had 47 people sign up. And okay. so I, I'm going to give you two numbers. One is uh, the number of people that made it to that number of floats and then the retention level or the percentage of people who made it to that level. So obviously 100% of people, 47 out of 47, made it to their first float. Nobody signed up and walked out the door. Uh, on the second float, <laughs> we had 43%. So over half of people did their one float and they did not come back so far. They might come in in the next couple days here. Um, and uh, for the third float, we had 13 people. So 27% of people came back for a third and 15% or seven people showed up for a fourth float. So a very small number of people actually made it to four floats. And then the numbers really drop. Well, four floats for <laughs> four people made it to five floats. So 9% of people made it to five floats. One person made it to six, one person made it to seven, one person made it to eight. And then she said, I'm getting my hair dyed. I made it to eight. I'm done for the month. I'd love to keep floating. Uh, I know she had a massage booked, but uh, yeah. Actually, she'll be our floater spotlight to kind of talk about her experience. But yeah, so um, so the numbers really dropped. And you know, four did kind of seem like the sweet spot. I love having the extra bonus stuff for, for our you know, our, our float nerds who really, really oh, love yeah. getting in there and giving them something was, was awesome and something fun to celebrate. Nice. What, uh, what do you guys think about those numbers? I actually, I think those numbers are pretty good for, you know, the amount of time that, you know, you, uh, you talked about it. I know that you had some runway to this, but I bet if you do a, a, another run, a longer runway mm-hmm. and they're expecting it next summer, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I think these are great. I think personally th- think these are great starting numbers. Okay. Uh, quite frankly, I, I am, uh, I'm even surprised you, you have one at eight, one at seven, <laughs> one at six. And you know, the, like you said, those, those four at five, those four floaters at their fifth float, they still have a, f- a whole week that they could come in and do yeah. a sixth, seventh and eighth, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. So true. I, Quite frankly, I, I'm. I think those are good numbers. Nice. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I agree. It's a good, good start for, for a campaign that, um, you know, we kind of threw together. Not not completely last second. It was it was planned out, but we didn't have a lot of launch runway to yes. to build excitement for it. Yes. And maybe this is a good time. Well, I don't want to talk about too much post mortem stuff. I that Amy, great insight, and I want I will definitely share my insights on that. And you are right on that. And Brian, I just want to kind of bring him into the mix here. Is like Brian and I put this campaign together. So, mm-hmm. um, and the idea was that so Brian is art of the float. Brian is not float. Sh- well, that's not true. Brian's employee zero, <laughs> but dang it, anyways, the lines blur. But uh, but but Brian was working for Art of the Float to do this, and Float Shop was a test case for a product that we sell. So basically, this whole campaign you can purchase on artofthefloat.com. Shameless plug. But uh, so what, what that means for Brian is, you know, designing, I mean, we're working with an artist, we're getting, Brian's giving me feedback. He's like, no, I need this in vector file and, and I need this transferred, blah, 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 these dimensions for Facebook, this for Twitter, yada, yada. And then, um, you know, and then I'm talking to the artist and then I'm writing copy and then he's saying, well, he's my editor. So he very politely <laughs> tells me how things need to be different and we work back and forth. And so... Um, we just, we just came up with this full, robust game plan for how to launch. However, 
our plans were coming up tight on our summer slump, right? When it gets, when things dry up a little bit. So we didn't have the runway that we wanted to have or that we would want other businesses to have. So yeah, that, um, what you, what you guys are bringing up is exactly true. And, right. Uh, this is yes. the idea came up. The idea kind of came, came up in June and then I don't think we were, we were done until the end of June right. to, to launch yeah. in July. So, yep. and usually that summer slump, you know, kind of hits you at the beginning of the summer typically. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of, depending on your location, I'm exactly, sure. Exactly. Exactly. So for the float shop, our lull is really when summer starts, but summer break hasn't started. Like the heat comes out, everybody in Portland leaves, but mm-hmm. school isn't out. So visitors aren't coming into Portland yet. And we just get, it just bam, our, our attendance drops so hard. So yeah, next year we would definitely bump this earlier into June and get that rolling for sure. Uh, yes. Would you extend that longer? Would you take it June and July? You know, Sandra would love it if we did that. She wants to make it run longer. I love get in, hit it hard, get out, you know, like mm. get, people's attention spans are only so long celebrate it have some sense of urgency or that FOMO to to do it and then have them and then get out but you know we might try it what she wants to do next year and then kind of weigh the two uh together Mm. and kind of gain feedback from people because I mean you got to do a little a b testing you can't just trust your gut every time two months feels too long man it feels like it water it down too much this feels like a long campaign already like it's, it's been going on so yeah yeah, I don't think I'd go two months. I can think of like six weeks maybe, but mm. you're right. Actually, the more we're sitting here talking about it, I do. I like the the quick in and out because it is tough to even – well, let me ask this, Dylan. Yeah. On social media, how often are you are you putting this out every week? So yeah. it can probably get a little cumbersome after – yeah, after that, a while. So that's a, another <laughs> great question. And, <laughs> and so I, I do want to point out one thing is that so we are talking about something that we're selling here, but at the same time, and I'll give you financial numbers of everything that went into this as well. You can do this on your own and you can, you can put out a summer. Like I literally believe everybody should be doing these. If you have any kind of a summer, summer slump, you should be doing something to get people regularly in your float tanks who you're, you're passionate floaters in there to fill those float tanks. Even if it's a slight bump to get those people in there during that time. So I hope you're, you're taking all this information and a, applying it to your business in some way to, to help with those slumps that seems to happen to everybody here. Um, so what we do uh, is we have an, a, what's known as a chibi or a little character who's experiencing a benefit of floating that goes up on social media every Monday, uh, late morning. And some of those we've been boosting and some of them we haven't just to kind of see what, what kind of differences that makes. And we've been playing with the copy a little bit. Uh, we had some default copy that we had, and, and I've been tweaking that a little bit just to see what the different reactions are with it. Um, I haven't been thrilled about the amount of people um, you know, sharing it or liking it, et cetera, or commenting, because they are, you know, like, tell us about your post-flow glow experience and stuff like that. So I did get a little bit shyer about asking at the end, which is you don't do that with social media. You should never get shy about asking questions. Uh, you should always feel free to put yourself out there. And if nobody answers, nobody's, you don't look bad if nobody's answering and, and it'll only start building momentum if you consistently do that. So I feel a little ashamed that I felt ashamed. You know what I mean? Like I got to, mm-hmm. got to stay confident. Uh, so, um, also like 
we, we built backgrounds for these and uh, we actually didn't apply them for the float shop, which is funny because all the assets are there, but we didn't, we didn't use them. So they're, they're a little plain looking and then just the chibi on the front. Uh, so we didn't like do the float shop branding behind them and all that stuff. But to answer your question weekly, and I dropped the ball. I didn't do a Facebook Live video. I wanted to do a teaser uh, at least at, um, before it started to announce it. And then I wanted to midway talk about it as well and kind of share some of the excitement. And I didn't do any Facebook Live videos, which I've been dropping the ball on in general lately. So, you know, I just always feel like I've got so much on my mind. I'm trying to do so much stuff. And then I don't feel like that's a priority and I, I need to understand like this is my business. I got to represent myself and put myself out there and, and do that. So weekly is the answer to that. Weekly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Oh. Uh, okay. So I think Amy, I think you asked about conversions to membership. Yeah, I did because I know when you first started talking about this, there was a lot of conversation about, Hey, is this going to be a way that we can almost make it into a membership drive? Right as well. And um, it'll be interesting to hear in a moment how many people you converted. But a few months down the road, what I'm really interested in is, did those people drop their membership after the <laughs> right. after this or did they <laughs> hang in there? Mm -hmm. But for now, how many, what was your conversion rate like? Yeah. So what you described is exactly what we wanted. We wanted to convert to memberships with this as well. We wanted to make regular floaters out of this. I noticed that mm -hmm. yoga studios will say like, here are some of the best ways that you can um, do our yoga challenge this summer, or like, here's what we recommend, and it's not necessarily a membership. I didn't want multiple options. We, everything's been about being simple with the flow job. I didn't want to complicate it. So, um, you know, we direct you to, if, if you want to do this the best way financially, is become a, a member. Uh, so um, we had nine people who were on the challenge uh, that were members. Did that make sense? Did I say that right? So, so nine, nine new Already memberships did the challenge. Oh, <clears throat> nine new memberships did challenge. Okay. Yes. Cool. Um, and did that create a spike in the amount of members that you saw from like last month or the month before? So unfortunately, since our membership is so new and we just did a push on the membership with a sale, I can't, I unfortunately, I can't give you those numbers yet. That'll, okay. that'll take more time. Um, but the funny thing is that we had 15 new memberships so far this month but only nine of them did the challenge. <laughs> I thought that was really interesting. interesting. So I think that, um, well, I'll, I'll um, talk about that in the postmortem as well. Uh, but uh, yes. Oh, okay. also just another, for anybody who's been tracking along with us for our, kind of our membership push, we're currently at 80 members at the shop. So we got rid of all four of our memberships and we just dropped it to one. We've got 80 uh, of the new membership. Some people have said they just want to stick with the old one and that's great. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's that's where we're at with that one. So um, very nice. Yeah. And when did you start I, that again? I want to say it was June. But June. Um, gosh darn it. That's the, that's pretty the one, nice. One if that if you start that in June, that's beautiful. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? It looks like it was June. I think we had a little bit of a soft launch a few weeks before where it was available. We just hadn't marketed yet, so we do have signups in May. But yeah, the, nice. it's, uh, it's it was June. Yeah, it's not Very bad. Nice. I think the numbers could be better. By all, of course, the numbers could always be better, but <laughs> but uh, it's just fine. So uh, costs. I think this is really yes. important for everybody uh, listening who might want to do something like this is how much does it actually cost to do this? I think mm -hmm. there are ways to do this absolutely bare bones, but here are our numbers. Um, so first, we did the digital artwork. We worked with somebody up in Canada. They were awesome. Uh, 
received feedback so well. Um, actually, it was technically it was a it was a duo of people who ended up doing it. Uh, there were lines and then colors. And uh, for anybody who knows about cartooning, they you would you would know about that. And for anybody who's listening and hasn't seen these chibis, they are cartoony. They're they're fun. They're really cool superheroes. So it's a heroic summer float challenge. So it's not just a float challenge. It's about how. Um, even heroes need to recharge. And so we, we kind of show that with all these different chibis. It's, it's really fun and a nice break from how we always do our branding of a little bit more serious and calm. And this was this was really fun, which is what we wanted. We wanted attention during the summer, right? We want to get people in these doors. So um, we have an agreement with our artist where we cannot share specific numbers of how much we're spending. But I did get an okay on saying approximately $300 was spent on digital artwork. And that includes them doing the, the chibis and, and background art that fits different banners and, and all that stuff. Okay. Uh, we did printouts of posters. And Brian did some beautiful backgrounds. Some uh, I posted some pictures of that. We'll, we'll get them up on the website as well. Some beautiful posters. I just love being mm. at the shop. Those were only... Um, that was $40, including our poster that tracks people's floats with the gold stars, all of that stuff. So about $40 on uh, posters and, you know, just the physical stuff. Also purchasing gold stars and stickies to put them up on the walls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I did cover the kombuchas, $46.50, so 50 cents a bottle. So that wasn't a very big expense at all. And that's kind of what we wanted to do, right, was keep everything. You have, have other businesses support us as we're supporting them. So that, that worked out well. And then here's where things get a little bit blurry, and it depends on how you guys want to do look at these numbers. And so our listeners can judge for themselves, and you guys can can tell me how you want to look at the numbers. But we gave away seven free floats, with the fourth float being free. So uh, that was you at twenty nine dollars a float. Like that's an approximate how much it costs for us to run a float, uh, depending on how you run the numbers. You could do the math on that, you know, times seven, or you could not. It really depends on how you want to look at it. Um, float shop credit, we gave away $110 of float shop credit. I don't consider that being an expense because that money is going to be coming right back at us because nobody, you know, if you have a $20 float shop credit, you're not spending something for $20 at the shop. You're using that towards another float. Um, so I, I don't consider that to be an expense. Also, 50% off massage. That's about break even uh, right about there. Same with the spacewalk. I think we profit a little bit with a 50% off spacewalk, but it's about even. Um, and then uh, the ultimate prize, the trip to, to Brighton Bush Hot Springs, that's about $130 a night. So there's that cost there as well. And then uh, we did do Facebook ads. We pushed our, our promos, and that totaled up to $130. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That totaled up to $98.76, so about $99 or about 100 bucks of Facebook ads. And Amy, if I can ask you a question, you, sure. you have brought up not promoting your own posts, like Facebook ads, yes, but boosting mm -hmm. your posts, you said nay to that. So first of all, I'm not judging anyone <laughs> for I for how they do their Facebook ads ever, um, because you know sometimes it's just quicker and easier. And I've boosted posts on occasion because I want to get something out there quickly. It is nice when you use the power editor; you have a lot more control. It's much more powerful. You can control your audience. You can control mm -hmm. the type of ad that you're going to do. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, I'll never judge anybody for boosting a post. Um, you know, do what you do what you can in the moment. Um, just. <laughs> 
what I like to say is just make sure you're watching the response to that boost and understand why you're doing it and making sure that you're getting that result. So in other words, boosting a post for the sake of just boosting a post, are you boosting the post to get more uh, views? Are you get boosting a post to get engagement? What's the purpose of boosting that post? As long as you've got a reason and you're, and you're measuring that response, hey, go for it. Have fun. Cool. Um, did it work for you? Do you feel like you... You got what you wanted from the boosted post? Uh, we, we paid the most for the initial one. And yeah, I do think that raised awareness. I think people were seeing it on social media and kind of caught the, the fun aspect of it. Uh, and of course, that was coupled with uh, an email blast as well. So I think there's a bit of a one-two. Like you see the email blast, you also see it on Facebook, mm -hmm. or at least we'll catch you with one. And then we spent less money, certainly far less on the other ads or didn't boost the others at all. And uh, yeah. Um, Kind of mixed. I'm, I'm not yeah. sh not sure that the others needed to be boosted or, or the purpose necessarily. Quick question. Please. On your boosted post, uh, was your audience – so I, I'm not – it's been a while since I've boosted, and I'm yeah. not sure what you can and can't do anymore because it changes, like, you know, every 10 minutes on Facebook. I think I know what you're uh, <laughs> But um, how, were you able to designate your audience, and, and what audience did, did you yeah. designate yeah. for – was it a warm audience? Was it a cold audience? How did you how did you utilize it? It, it was very vague. It, uh, it was anybody who liked the float shop okay. Facebook page within Portland. So okay, so that's a warm audience. That's great. Yeah, uh, you know, certainly not as specific as we can get, but but um, it, it felt very much like a shotgun blast to me. Very very widespread. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I you know sometimes I'll see ads to other uh, float centers uh, in states that I'm not in, and I think, oh gosh, mm -hmm. yeah, they should be putting some more parameters on, on their stuff. And you can you can refine, you can get that granular refinement through Facebook ads, right? Now, Amy, so for those oh, yeah. for those who don't know what the power editor is, can you explain very briefly sure. what it is, how to get to it? Because <laughs> it could be, I'm a, I'm a business owner, all I see is Facebook bugging me to boost posts all day, and that's oh, the yeah. extent of my knowledge. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. So the uh, the... Uh, Power Editor can feel a little intimidating at first. Uh, it's a bunch of numbers, the way that it, it's not very user-friendly. But uh, if you play around with it a little bit, it starts to make some more sense. The way that you get there, the easiest way for me to get there, is to go to business.facebook.com and make sure that you're logged in. And when you come up to your business page, there is a little pull-down menu on the upper left-hand side. At least that's where it is at this moment. You know, once again, changes every 10 minutes. Yes, it does. Uh, <laughs> but you can pull it down, and there's an option for the Power Editor there. When you get to the Power Editor, that's where you can um, you can create new campaigns. You can create new audiences. And, you know, I like to have my audiences pre-made because for me, making Facebook ads takes for freaking ever because I have to, you know, every time, you know, I'm thinking about what do I want to do? What's my purpose? What audience am I doing? Do I need to upload some of my uh, lists, some of my email lists? Um, so it's nice to have to be able to have all that stuff ready to go. So when the time comes, I upload my asset, uh, choose my audience, choose my purpose, and... Um, and get it going. It's it just saves me some time. So power editor, nice thing to do. Maybe we can get some uh, future uh, little mini uh, episodes or little mini mini mm. editorials on how to do some basic some basic Facebook ads. I think that might be helpful. I agree for some peeps. I agree. Thanks, Amy. Uh, yeah, yeah, thank you, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no back problem. back to my boring numbers here. 
So I love your numbers. Uh, oh, good, good, good. Love so them. So grand total, $928.26. If you are considering our float shop credit and their seven free mm -hmm. floats at, at, say, $29 cost to us, if you're counting that as, as a cost. So if, does that make sense? Right. So, so I, it's not direct out-of-pocket cost. It's... Yeah, and, and if sure. you were to take more real real world, uh, it would be six hundred and fifteen. I'm taking the twenty six cents off. It'd be six hundred and fifteen bucks. And then if you were to take off the digital assets, because you don't necessarily need artwork and stuff to go with it, or if you've already got images and stuff that you're doing in house or through our Patreon campaign, that would be uh, three hundred and fifteen dollars. So all of a sudden, the the ticket price drops a lot uh, without mm -hmm. those assets. And then if you took off the hot springs, so like, honestly, I think we might have broken the law by doing a raffle um, because I know there are legal issues with, with, with raffling. <laughs> it's totally legal to buy a lotto yeah. ticket, but it is, it is not legal to do a Facebook raffle and all that. It's gambling, which is bad for you unless it's, uh, of course, hosted by your state, in which case it's good for you. But uh, so if uh, you took all that off, it's only $185. So, yes. Real quick, though, is it considered a raffle? I know in our state, if they pay for a ticket to put it in, it's considered a raffle. But if uh, they are, you know, is it a because it's a chance issue? But but you're putting chances in based on the number of floats. The number of floats, not necessarily they have paid for that ticket. I don't know. It's so <laughs> check your check the laws yeah. in your state, folks. Exactly. But, uh, and so this was one of the things where yeah. I jumped in, I cannonballed in, and then I'm going to have to do the research later and hope I don't get my yeah. wrist slapped. Yeah, I, I have a feeling <laughs> this isn't a scene where the FBI kicks open your door and put, <laughs> zip ties you and drags you out of there. I, I think this is a bit lighter that that people would, you'd kind of get a warning type of thing, but mm -hmm. uh, I hate to find out firsthand. So. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll look into that and adapt that for next year. So again, $185 would be our total cost. If you don't count the free floats coming in, yes, you are paying employees and yes, float shop credit. You, that, that kind of becomes a gray number, but if you take away the art assets, um, and, and the sweat equity that Brian put into formatting and all that stuff, um, and the special grand prize, it's only, it was under $200, which for me, for a month-long promo, mm -hmm. that that's is amazing. gangbusters, right? Yes, yeah, that's great. Uh, and then for, for me personally, I the fact that um, $315, um, or, or excuse me, uh, $615 with, uh, with the art assets, I'm totally happy about that and having a grand prize that will promote to people you know, the, the experience and all that. And you got 15, 15 new members out of it, too. At least nine with 15 this month, but at nine through this program. Yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I have two questions. Great. Uh, first of all, how did you approach or how did you come up with your grand prize? Mm -hmm. And number two, would you, do you feel that, that having that grand prize, that drawing prize, was an impetus for people to join and to float more? Or do you mm. feel like if you wouldn't have done it, you would have gotten the same results? Do you feel like it enhanced it at all? I think there's always good. It, I think it's fun to have some buzz and have a grand prize. That's something mm -hmm. Sandra and I wanted to do. Uh, I don't, and that's a really tough one. I didn't hear a lot of people going like, got to get my floats in and get that chance to, to win Brighton Bush. But that actually goes more into my postmortem too of some, some mistakes that we made of educating people on that in the first place. So potentially if we had advertised that better and let people know about that better, 
maybe we'd have, we would have seen some of those one to two float people float more frequently, actually. So I don't okay. know. Uh, the prize itself, Sandra and I were battling. If we had lightsabers, it would have been a sweet <laughs> visual because we were we battled hard about um, how somebody earns that. Like, does everybody on their eighth float win a chance to brighten? Which, wait, 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 huh? And and actually, I <laughs> I actually launched it. We had decided on Brighton Bush, but I, I came up with the every time you float, you get a chance to win as the grand prize, uh, and just launched mm -hmm. it without telling her because I know her so well that as when she saw it, she was like, "Oh yeah, that's that's the right answer." We totally agreed on that one. Uh, it just hadn't clicked in either of our heads for that to be it. It just simplified things so much. Um, nice. Yeah. So. Uh, Postmortem style things things that I learned should probably start with uh, what you guys you've, you guys have brought up most of them actually but uh, so one one thing is just do it earlier in the summer just because of who we are at the float shop I think a July run is probably great for most float centers uh, start teasing it sooner online and in house so um, you know we 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 teased it three to four days i think before we started i could double check that it might have been five days but it wasn't long beforehand i'd love to give people at least a full week beforehand or have more ramping up and getting people excited about it beforehand uh and we we didn't do that because we were literally just trying to get our stuff together you know we were just trying to get our assets how would you ramp it up in your float center a little bit more do you have any great <laughs> ideas for doing that next year yeah i do I, this is where I perhaps my most disappointment about how we did this is that we didn't have the in-house assets done in ahead of time. And so what we really should have had, well, let me back up. We do an artist uh, every two months. We have a different artist up on the walls. Okay. Next year, we won't have any artist up on the walls, and it'll just be the promo stuff up. That is what I want to do next year, maybe in posters, but uh, excuse me, the posters in frames uh, up maybe bigger posters than we did uh, this year. So that, I mean, they truly are pieces of art. They're really cool. And they're going to be more eye-catching. They're going to fill the spaces more. It's not going to be as mixed in with somebody else's art, which kind of takes away from the other artist as well. It's just not, not the coolest. So, um, so this way, there'll be two separate crowbar separation of the artist and then our, our program going on. The other thing, and this is the one thing that I... I poor Sandra made us a poster that gives you all the information. So as soon as you walk into the shop or even on the float shop door, as you're opening it, you can see all this stuff. We never put it up. We never got it printed out oh, and up. No. And so it was totally relied on you either noticing these posters and asking about it or our employees telling you about it, which we're, they're great at that, right? Like that's, that's not an issue, but we totally should have had that up there. And we should have had that maybe even a month beforehand. So every floater who would come in that would be a member would see that that was coming up next month and to plan ahead for that. You know, even if it was before we put everything out there. So yeah. like the ramp up part, I should have done much, much better and planned that out better. Uh, and, you know, the Facebook live video thing would have been a great teaser as well. And, uh, and just more Facebook live videos to keep the buzz going as well. And, or, or, you know, talking to one of the floaters who's floated four times already or something like that midway through could have, mm -hmm. could have been fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, I think those are the, the main takeaways, probably the biggest, I mean, the, the two main ones start earlier and have better in-house marketing. And, and we're, we're pretty shy about in-house marketing anyway. So, um, it, it, yeah, 
I don't think Why we were that? fully prepared to do that because we want it to be a place where people don't have to see numbers and membership signups and different marketing. This is a place where you get to unplug. Hmm. And so we do ride a balance between, hey, we got to make money. We need to educate people that we have memberships, uh, but we don't want to make it feel commercially. This is a place where you let go and, and your ego gets to move to, this, to a, the side and you get to go to a rest and introspective place. So that's, hmm. that's, uh, we battle that. Does that okay. answer? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I think I think that is my postmortem there, and then um, yeah, just looking at those numbers. So we own those assets now. We get to use them next year. So we get to refine it next year, uh, and then we get to um, yeah, do all the things that like launch it earlier, all that stuff. If you were to set a goal for next year's launch, let's say you were just doing it a month again. Mm-hmm. Um, and you started it earlier like you wanted to do, yeah. what would be your what would be your goal number wise? What would you like to see happen? And um, and what do you think you could do next year? I'm just curious how you would set set your goals. I, I'm putting you on the spot and I apologize yeah, for that. That's okay. But I'm curious. I, I I'm would, curious what you would reach for. Well I think I would love to see double. I would love to see double mm-hmm. forty seven. Uh, but I think I at least would at the minimum would like to see a twenty five percent increase or, or, uh, yeah, if we had 75 people in there, I think I would feel good about that. But if we had a hundred people in there, that's where I'd feel like, yeah, that's the mark we should be hitting uh, and feel really good about that. Uh, I think, I think our, the way we launched and stumbled out of the gate, I think that genuinely impacted our numbers and, uh, simplifying a little bit of how you earn credits and all that stuff, you know, again, educating people, Getting mm-hmm. it in on in their eyes sooner, that kind of thing, uh, because I, I want more people to get to that fourth float. Because again, this is I mean the bottom line is getting people in to float when few people are floating, and so if yeah. they float those previous two times, that's that's helping. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, one of the things that surprised me the most is you didn't have at least 50% coming back for their second float. I think yeah. there's so much room next year that yeah. will change with that because that just, that really surprises me. Um, <laughs> but I think that's something that's just, you know, they're just getting used to it. Yeah. I, um, but yeah, I'd love to see, I'd love to see more of that second float. Yeah. And, and we could incentivize it too, right? We could, mm-hmm. we could add a little bit more in like, okay, if there's a over 50% drop to that second one, we're not getting that retention that we want during the summertime. We want that I want a 70% of people to be coming in. So what can I incentivize them with that's still going to earn the float shop money, but not break our bank? I mean, like incentivize, but not yeah. so much that we're losing money. So is it a float right. shop credit? What's exciting to somebody uh, to, to have? Or maybe the coupons are on your second float, you know, which I'm not a fan of that. But, um, you know, what what can we do? And again, it is all kind of gamification, right? It's human psychology and people <laughs> putting up that gold star. <laughs> and, and that's really the, the basic, the, the real lizard brain part of it. And then it gets higher level beyond that. But how do we attach those floats, attach, connect those dots from one through four and <laughs> one, one through eight? Sure. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, it's been fun. Our employees have loved it. Our clients have loved it. It's been so much fun. You know, there's the financial part, but there's just also, I mean, it sounds silly, but there's excitement uh, talking to people out of the gate. And again, I'll say it one more time, people love putting those stars up. It's a conversation piece and it's fun. So we've really yeah. been digging it. 
And it is, it's really, really nice uh, to, as somebody who works at, a de at the desk, to be able to, instead of saying, hey, would you like to upgrade this to a 3Flow? It's like, hey, do you want to do something? It's really cool. It doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. We get to give you cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I bet it feels really good from that, from that standpoint as well. The other thing that I'm curious about and we don't know yet is how does it affect your total income for July uh, as opposed to last year's income, yes. have you checked to see if you've had any growth from last <sighs> year? I'm I'm scared to look at those numbers, and I'll tell you why. Gotcha. Well, there are a few things. Massage is doing better, so those numbers kind of mm -hmm. we don't have a pure just floats float numbers to look at. But also Enso Float opened not too far away from us, and I have a feeling their business is impacting ours. It's just a feeling. We ha we don't have so I haven't looked at those numbers. I don't know number of floats, all that stuff. Um, but the feeling I get is that it is impacting our, our business. So there's, there's that part as well that would be like, well, how much is it the campaign? How much is it the weather? How much is it, uh, and so being open. And so, yeah, that I, there's, there's a lot of factors, you know, nothing is just one-to-one -one correlation. So mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it is interesting. Uh, but it is a fun game to be playing running this business. Man. <laughs> I love mm -hmm. it so much. Uh, let's see here. Gosh, I, I feel like you asked one other thing. Um, oh, I, I don't know. Uh, Brian, did you have anything else you wanted to share? I mean, you were behind this thing. I mean, we were working our asses off doing this. Yeah, anything I mean, else you want to share? I know. I've been having flashbacks this whole conversation. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We put a lot of work into this, right? Yeah, we sure did. Um, no, I thought, I thought it went really well. Um, I agree with like the in-house, yeah. in-house marketing. Like I thought those would be in, in frames. Um, oh, bigger yeah. size, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think, I think doing that, and like no one, like not everyone in Portland knows what Brighton Bush is. So oh. again, like, y you know, it's like, I don't even know if that's a good enough thing that I really want to strive for it. Interesting. Yeah. But if you had a promotional thing that had like pictures of it, explaining what happens yes. when you get there, the beautiful like nature of it. Um, yes you know, that would be a lot more enticing uh, to cross that finish line. Good call. Um, oh, I guess you don't need to cross the finish line. No, you don't, yeah, I'm I wasn't sure going to correct need, you. You just need to keep on floating. Um, so, yeah, it was good, and I think, uh, I, think f I, think it, I think the numbers look pretty good for the little, the little time we had to execute on it. Nice. So yeah, it and good. I'm really happy with this. And, I, and honestly, I think for the most part, I'd be happy with any numbers just because they are numbers to kind of compare to next year and to build off of. But uh, even even for our first launch, I'm I'm happy with these numbers. I guess I asked you earlier what you guys thought, and I would say I I personally am content with this. But I certainly do have hunger and and want to uh, improve on the delivery, the product, the number of people, all uh, just every aspect of it. <laughs> I, want, yeah. I right. want to continue to, to build and improve. Um, we so put so much work into this project. Is is there a yeah. way for other float center owners to benefit <laughs> from <laughs> the, the sweat and tears we put yeah, in? Yeah, yeah, wow. So, subtle, Brian, real subtle. Yeah, uh, it's, it's never my strong suit, <laughs> Brian. That's big. Dylan, talk about it. Um, yeah, so basically, if you don't want to put in all the ridiculous amount of effort we put into it, uh, we have two tiers. If you want to buy our Heroic Summer Float Challenge and, and have fun with this marketing campaign, you can. It, it can be yours, and you can buy it outright 
and just have all the assets, all of our copy, which includes email copy and a guide of how to how to roll this out with you know the teaser, Facebook Live, all that stuff. We we mention all those things and uh, rolling it out. Uh, and then it does include backgrounds uh, as well that you can put behind these that are so you can have your whether it's for your email blast, for your website, or for your Facebook header image, you can just fully update everything you've got with um, with this branding. The other part is uh, for the next tier is you get to have Brian actually just throw all your assets, uh, not your assets, but like the type of font, the coloring, uh, those type of things. We can change the background colors so that while this is still a fun, chibi, heroic summer float challenge, it's still your brand and your identity. So while you're doing this campaign, people, it doesn't, it's not a huge hiccup of what is this coming out of this business? It's still in flow with who you are and you don't have to put in all the effort of doing this stuff. And that was really the onus of what, why we wanted to do this, not as just a float shop campaign, but why I partnered up with Brian to do this was to go, how do we make small businesses able to have a full-fledged campaign and the ideal time during the summertime when you've got that slump, continue to make money during that time? And so that was kind of the main thing was all, all the difficulties of launching something because you're spinning. You're, I remember when I launched, we were focused so heavily on running a float center, not on reaching out to people mm -hmm. and bringing them in, let alone launching an in-house campaign. So um, the idea was just take out all those stress points of launching that and it's, it's yours also. So you get to then use it next year and the year after that. So it's not like just a one-time rental thing. This is yours. Amy, did you have a... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think, it, I think, you know, one thing you brought up earlier when I was talking about our launch and, you know, I am putting a lot of time into the Float Alchemy launch this year. Mm. You know, when you start out, you know, you mentioned that, oh, when we started, we didn't really have the time to, you know, we didn't, we were so trying to just run this flow center, get this business off the ground. Mm -hmm. It's true. And that's the place where most of us are at is that we don't have time to, to put together campaigns. I mean, a campaign from beginning to end takes a lot of thought and right. it, you want to, you know, have to write the emails and you have right. to make sure that you get the, the posters in time and if somebody hands it to me it's like okay so many weeks out i need to do this mm -hmm. then i need to do this all i need is print this off here i can copy and paste this email all of a sudden it's like okay i can do this campaign and then it's already done for me i don't have to think i put this stuff out right. there and then i can focus on hey let's see if i can go back and and reactivate some of my some of my floaters who haven't been around for a while <laughs> and it makes your life easier because it's true we are all crazy busy most of us own our own float center we're small we don't have a big staff and we're already you know wearing five different hats so right. um i think it's, it's fantastic and i love that you that you did spell this all out for us nice. dylan thank you so much whether people buy this or not yeah. you've basically made this pretty pretty simple you've broken it down beautifully and i thank you so much for being so open and transparent and sharing that thanks i can never take a compliment but thank you amy yeah the <laughs> the definitely my what i would love for people to take away with is just how to do this and if you want to buy our product that's awesome and we're going to totally support you through that you launching your campaign like we would we're super stoked on that but yeah no i just want everybody to be able to make it through that summer slump which uh just hurts it hurts float centers and you're just so stressed out doing everything all the time uh, just to maintain your center. Just uh, if, if this helps you have an idea or inspires you to come up with your own style, like please run with that. I love that. 
uh, just like construction, just like building out your float center, it ends up being way more work than you think it's going to be. And I think Brian, you can probably attest to this. Like we think we've got it or we think we just need these assets or something. And then it just kept building and building and building of how much effing energy went into this and how right. many different types of assets and this or that or the other. It was so much work. And so, yeah. Yeah, you don't but realize... Now... Oh, sorry, Amy. Yeah, you don't realize everything you need until yeah. you're in the weeds, like, <laughs> yeah, leading yeah. up to it. You're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, so what true. You get a couple, couple graphics, uh, yeah. throw them on throw some posters, easy yeah. peasy. <laughs> and then once you're, once you're in the weeds, you're like, oh, no, I need something for Facebook, something for Instagram, something for Twitter. I need different sizes of posters. What if I want to make my entire wall a wallpaper of this image. Like, I'm going to need higher resolution <laughs> graphics. <laughs> and I'm glad you're feeling uh, really good about doing all that stuff. Now I need you to switch into writing copy and inspirational stuff right. to get people into your place. Right. <laughs> Amy, what, what were you going to say? Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm sure we just answered your uh, question. Oh, but, yeah, actually, I know exactly what I was going to say. So, yeah, so now you have this whole campaign build up, and you're good for the next two summers at least. Yes. Yes. You don't have to think about this. You know what you're going to do. You know what you did, Sandra what I, you need to do better, and next yeah. year is going to be a breeze. It's, it's a refinement as opposed to starting with the foundation, right? Yes. Like, it's mm -hmm. it's painting the walls. Uh, Sandra and I keep high-fiving about that. So we've we've gone all over all these numbers. We, we keep talking about how it's going and everything, and we just are so thrilled. This is something we get to build on next year. I mean, this is something, we, if for anybody who listens with regularity, we talk about the idea of reinventing the wheel with every campaign and instead coming up with something that you can build off of every year. And that's that's been part of the, the marketing roundtables that we've been talking about as well, is building these things that are, are, are a foundation as opposed to just sale now or throw up some words on a graphic and throw it out there. Like, no, 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 no. Like, have, have intent behind it, have purpose. And then when it's these campaigns that are really something to stand on, uh, reuse those things, reuse those <laughs> assets. So, yeah. Anyways, I'm rambling. Is there anything else that you guys want to share before we shut this puppy down? Ooh, I think you got it all, friend. <laughs> yeah, great, great share, man. And hopefully, a lot of yeah. people will find find some use and uh, sweet get those wheels. Turning. I sure did. It's always a little scary sharing the numbers. It's always, and, and yeah. I know there are other people who are looking at that like number of memberships, and, and they're like, "Are you kidding me? That's a that's nothing. That's a drop in the bucket." And there are other people going, "Oh my god, I'd love to hit those numbers." So. You know, I'm, I'm sure I'm somewhere in the middle and, uh, yeah, take it. It's your salad bar, man. Take what you want and leave the rest. <laughs> and, uh, hopefully you're inspired by it or got some information out of this. And I think that's a wrap, but before we go, I want to give a shout out to float away. They're going to be at the float conference this year. Say hello to Colin and Ginny. They're some of the sweetest people you will ever meet. Colin, he's pretty nice, but Ginny is the sweetest. Give her a hug. No, actually, Colin is an incredibly sweet person as well. So talk to them. Ask them questions. Ask them questions about float tanks. These guys have been in the industry for like 20 years now, 30 years, <laughs> since, since 1999. They've been building float tanks. And uh, A, they're incredibly personable, and they'll just become your friend. But also, they have a ton of information. So if you're building your float center, if you're expanding and you have questions, I mean, even things like soundproofing, I mean, they've... They've, they've been in it, you know, all this stuff, and they've helped people with their build-outs. Obviously, Colin and Ginny helped uh, Liber with their build-out and, um, you know, designing their actual float rooms themselves. So it's not like they're just building float tanks. They understand the whole game. So please say hello to these guys. Uh, tell them you heard them on the show, too, by the way. Give us a little plug when you see them. And uh, go to floataway.com to check out everything that they have to offer as well. So, again, thanks to 
Amy. Thanks to Brian. Thanks to Emily for writing the show notes. And remember, there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing. So spend some time there. We'll see you next week. Thank you.